Are you ready, Caitlin? Ready, Lisa. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember in the movie Clueless when Cher needed to pick out an outfit for school? So she goes to her computer and there's this software that has pictures of all of her outfits and she can just kind of select different pieces to go together and then she has a perfect ensemble yes i've been waiting for that software in my own life for something like 23 years (laughs) (laughs) well now there's a freaking app for that oh amazing what is the app it's called finery Okay, so Finery is a closet organizing app that can help you make the most of your wardrobe. You can upload the images of the clothes that you have, and it'll help you style them or put them into entirely new outfits. And plus, you can make a wish list to find items that you would like to add to your wardrobe and then figure out how to style those too. So it's basically a digital record of everything in your wardrobe. And to sign up, you just need to download the Finery app, connect it to your email, and then you can just start exploring your closet in a whole new very Cher Horowitz way. Yes, if she had had the Finery app, maybe she would have remembered that her white collarless shirt from Fred Siegel was at the cleaners and she would have passed her driving test. Oh, God. I know. It's really a sad arc. <laughs> um, but luckily, we have Finery. Yeah, and it's helpful for us because we have the problem where we're just so connected. We keep on wearing the same outfits, matching clothes. Yeah, if you guys have ever seen our video promos on our Instagram stories, we often wear the exact same outfit. So we're going to use Finery to make sure that stops happening. Um, Again, we can upload our outfits there and be like, have I worn that yet again around Lisa? Like I hate an an outfit (laughs) repeater. So I'm, I'm, that's how I'm using it. We're working on it. We're working on it. Thank you, Finery. So just download the app. Completely free Finery app uh, in the app store or go to finery.com and try it out for yourselves. And welcome to your share life. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi, and welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. I think Meghan Markle would do that. Honestly, yes. <laughs> yes. So She's just, very polite. What would Meghan Markle do that? <laughs> Definitely. Um, so also, you can send us an old-fashioned email at info at gallerypodcast.com. We have so much to cover this week. They're so busy. It's crazy. Like, we were trying to organize this show. We're like, how are we going to keep up? It's mid-January. Wow. I thought this was going to be slow. We we're going to have to, like, find fillers. I was, like, looking up royally adjacent people on LinkedIn. But no. no. <laughs> on LinkedIn. <laughs> you did. That's true. You did. I sent her a there lot of links. There are a lot of them on LinkedIn. A lot. That'll be a segment for a, a less interesting time than we have now. Note to self. Remember the LinkedIn stuff. Mid-February, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, we are going over, well, just a million royal events um some highlights from those events and then james middleton has an instagram and he wrote a great essay he did i feel like that news story is already getting buried considering there's been so many events this week but we will unbury it because it's really good yes yes and so uh this week's royal refreshment and now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail as you'll recall, <laughs> you are, before you even say it, you sound shamed. <laughs> you know, don't say it with shame. Say it with pride. Oh my gosh, you guys! No. <laughs> so Caitlin's still doing Dry January. Still, I'm halfway through. Congrats! Woo! Um, so I was walking through the office where we record uh, our podcast, and I was trying to find a mixer, and then all I could find is um, 
tomato juice. And I think I'm the only person who doesn't like Bloody Marys. I'm sure everyone no, else me does. Either. Me either. Oh. No, Mimosa Girl. Me too. I mean, not right now, but you know sometimes <laughs> february yeah can't wait but so i couldn't find anything to mix and i didn't want another beer but oh we have some canned margarita type things yeah it's a mangorita yeah so it's a mangorita let me take a sip is it, is it like a melted lollipop would you say <laughs> yep <laughs> sure is her cheeks just pulled back toward her ears and that's sort of like <laughs> <laughs> so descriptive <laughs> it's really beautiful um we also have a listener email so this one is a little spicy yes it reveals a detail that is so interesting that she asked us not to reveal her name yeah so she's anonymous and anonymous. before before we say this we just want to say to the tabloids please don't quote her we want to protect our listeners so yeah recently as we've said in recent episode that the tabloids the british tabloids keep writing up what we say on the show and making it news which is cute um <laughs> but recently they did one with one of the listener emails that we gave that we read out so that's an interesting development yeah, so, so please don't do that just let's keep this email sacred <laughs> yes the email is sacred um so I'll start. Um, the subject line is Prince Philip. Um, Hi, girls. I'm obsessed with you both, the royals, and everything about your beautiful thoughts that you so graciously share with us all so we might feel a part of your inner circle. You are <clears throat> anonymous <laughs> human being. I had to share with you the most recent startling and hilarious of Google searches that happened to me while listening to your most recent podcast. Because of you both, yes, you have to take responsibility for this. <laughs> I wanted to see how cute Prince Philip looked getting some fresh air on his carriage ride, as you had mentioned. So I Googled Prince Philip Fresh Air, and this is the photo that came up. She sent a screenshot of her Googling, and <laughs> it's Prince Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, it's Uncle Prince Phil. Phil. Excuse me, Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's which, so cute. Yes, if you rearrange those words, that's Prince Philip Fresh Air. That's really, <laughs> really special. Um, James Avery, that's who played Uncle Phil. Um, so that's hysterical. And she said, You're welcome. Have a lovely day, and I can't wait for the next episode. Oh, I almost forgot of a friend, a friend of a friend who I had the pleasure of dining with one evening was in Prince Harry's military unit. Or is it inf infantry? I don't know military terms. Well, he was doing his service and said he was as fantastic as I imagined. I mean, that's the scandalous thing. He's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand her desire to not blow up her friend's spot who, yeah. you know, had inner was in Prince Harry's inner sanctum. Yeah. Um, but that's amazing. Thank you so much for writing in. Um Google, man. Google. So it turns out Prince Philip doesn't have good SEO optimization. That's true. Oh. <laughs> Someone on his team should work on that. Someone on his LinkedIn, one of those <laughs> private secretaries that we looked up. They clearly do not blog for the internet. They do not know what they're doing. Um, and good for James Avery for having excellent SEO terms. Yes. And so for this week in royal history, we're doing like legit history. Legit history. Get ready. And now... This week in royal history. January 15th, 1559, the coronation of Queen Elizabeth I of England. <laughs> right, that's the one. We do British stuff here. So I found this by Googling today in royal history, and there it took me to a website, unofficialroyalty.com, which showed me that this was yes. the history. Thank and you. I'm quoting them because I don't know anything about this myself. Um, part of what they wrote was, the last monarch of the House of Tudor, 
Queen Elizabeth I is number six on the list of top 10 longest reigning British monarchs. She became queen at the age of 25 on November 17, 1558 and reigned for 44 years, 127 days until her death at age 69 on March 24th, 1603. That's um, pretty crazy also because that's very similar to Queen Elizabeth II and like just 400 years before her. Like, like 25. Yeah, age 25 and in the... 50s basically oh yeah you know very true yeah and then the blurb that i am quoting and also paraphrasing <laughs> yes says uh elizabeth's coronation took place on january 15th 1559 at westminster abbey elizabeth was crowned by owen oglethorpe bishop of carlisle the position of archbishop of canterbury was vacant at the time and the archbishop of york refused to do the service Ooh, why i don't know i, I didn't know i didn't copy and paste anything else from there so time to go in a google hole why did the archbishop of york refuse to coronate a queen yeah so first let's google uncle <laughs> phil from fresh prince of bel-air and yeah. then this wow juicy um but yeah so that's queen elizabeth the first i believe she also got a kate blanchett movie wait she's played a lot of them yeah crazy and okay so first what we're gonna do now is there have been so many events and we want to cover them all but we physically cannot we are only two humans we are only two humans i don't know how they're so busy one of them's pregnant yeah so we're just gonna we have like a brief list of everything we're gonna really quickly just like spout out what they're all doing and we're gonna go back and forth you ready caitlin i'm ready okay i'm gonna start so megan on the 10th, her royal patronages were announced and she visited SmartWorks charity that helps women train and get ready and get dressed for interviews and work. Yes. Okay. Can I wait? Do I get to interject a little commentary yet? I thought I was going to be like, bam, 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 okay, bam, okay. Bam, so this was like a quick overview. So that was Jan 10th. Then January 14th, Meghan and Harry visited Birkenhead, uh, which is in outside Liverpool to visit the Tomorrow's Women charity group, supporting women who want to make positive life changes. And they also stopped by The Hive, which is a center for youth with disabilities. And then on the 15th, Kate went to King Henry's Walk Garden, which is a community garden, and she made pizza with kids. Amazing. Then on the 16th, Kate went outside again, and she visited the Royal Opera House and watched little ballerinos do ballet and visited a costume department. And then on the 16th, also, there are a lot of things happened on the 16th. Um, Megan visited Mayhew, which is the animal charity that she supports, and she pet a lot of dogs. Indeed, she did. And then also on the 16th, the craziest day of 2019 so far for these crazy kids, Megan and Harry went to see a Cirque du Soleil charity performance at Royal Albert, Albert, bleh, 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 Royal <laughs> Albert Hall. Um, and Megan wore that sequin gown. So like... What a week. They're so busy. So busy. Yeah. So when last time we recorded, we were discussing how um, it was leaked that Megan was maybe going to be a patron of the theater, the National Theater. And then, of course, that was confirmed before our episode even um, made it to air. So look at, I mean, that was a correct, we were correct about that leak. Yes. Um, And we We, we have all in all the new patronages and yeah. she's already been attending some of them so the four patron <laughs> as we discussed last week it's a difficult word it is w- hopefully difficult. we don't have to address it again after today um the four patronages are the national theater the national sorry the association of commonwealth universities which i really like because remember her like amazing speech on education Women's education yeah Absolutely. i really love that one and then mayhew because she loves dogs and animals and it's i love that yes and then SmartWorks, which is where she went to um, help women pick out outfits. Exactly. So she's already had events with 
three of those four and it's only been a week. Oh my God. I know. So really great. A great start. They all seem exactly right for her. Again, National Theater, she's an actress. Um, Commonwealth Universities, as we've said, she enjoys and supports women's education. Mayhew, we know she loves rescue dogs because she has has had three of her own that we're aware of so far. And then SmartWorks um, is helping unemployed and vulnerable women get the clothes they need so they can rejoin the working world. Um, wow. Wow. Perfect. I'm really excited well, about these. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> that was me trying to sound like Casey Wilson from Bitch Slash. Oh, my God. I have picked up that, that as well from those I'm two. I'm just like, wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So which where would you like to begin with this cavalcade of events um how about we start at she's pulling the reason why lisa's delaying is she's pulling up her (laughs) i'm turning on the timer so that we can go through this really quickly (laughs) and not like try to stay on schedule i thought you were pulling up your outline because she likes to be organized no Um, i have it in front of me printed out but i i'm I'm timing us kaylin i understand (laughs) in vague order of time i would like to just say from the smartworks event where she helped women get styled that was sort of a surprise event in that we didn't know that like there hadn't been an announcement about that ahead of time and I think it's such a great event for her, a great a great patronage, as I said. And I loved the earrings she was wearing. <laughs> yes, they were so cool. <laughs> that's really my, that's the commentary I wanted to give about that particular event. She had like sort of an ear jacket. It like stretched up her ear and then had little dangly things off of it. Mm-hmm. It was very expensive. I looked it up, but there are other versions of it that exist in the world. That's beautiful. It's, yeah. So Where I liked that. Um, and then they went to... So when they were in Birkenhead, um, which I hope we pronounce correctly, because I just assume at this point that anything that's a town in the UK, I mispronounce because I have mispronounced and butchered and heard from so many of you about the ones I've butchered. I don't know how you F up Birkenhead, but I think if anybody could manage it, it would be us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this event, if you can't, if Birkenhead isn't ringing bells for you, otherwise known as the red and purple outfit event. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so much color. I was so excited. Yes. So, you know, there have been complaints in the past that Kate wears, or sorry, that Megan wears too many neutrals because she tends to do a lot of navy and beige and black. I mean, there are reasons these are classic colors and, you know, she always looks good in them. But wow, she also looks really good in red and purple. Yeah. See, I don't mind um, the black, navy, gray, tan, whatever she wears because I live in New York and I basically live in all black. Indeed. And like if I ever wear a color, I'm like, ooh, fancy today. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. Really eye-popping. Black on black on black. Indeed. (laughs) No, I I just, I I saw, I read one analysis that was kind of like, this is very much dressing like Queen Elizabeth dresses where you wear a super bright color so that everybody who showed up for the event can see you from afar and feel like they sort of got their money's worth if they're going to camp out. You know, that'd be funny. Um, So I saw that that interpretation. And I also saw, of course, a lot of the fashion sites and women's sites covered that. It might seem like a wild color combination, but Princess Diana used to wear it all the time. Yes. I mean, it's not as if just because Princess Diana did something that that means it's like sanctioned by the royal family, but it does suggest that it's a really good looking color combination. Yes. Completely. Very stylish. Completely. And I loved everything that they did. I loved the messy buns return. Yes. Even though the messy bun is not like 
messy the way that my hair is going to be when I pull it back later when we do our Instagram uh, posts about today because my hair is very greasy. <laughs> and like I put yeah. dry shampoo in today and I was like, oh, I saw my future. Because, you know, when you put it in and your hair and like turns gets white. Gray. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah. Anyway, tangent. <laughs> no, I do think that the messy bun is like her new married version of the messy bun. It's not like when she did events um, last winter and spring where it was like genuinely messy, like student at the library. I mean, really chic and cool looking like in that sort of French girl way but definitely messier than what we see now now it's like tendrils that are curled mm-hmm. with like a puffed up um crown if you will it's like the crown of her head wow it's very stylish wow 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 <laughs> <laughs> it is it's very stylish so I loved that um I loved the the purple dress was I believe by Hatch which is like an ordinary lady no wasn't it the purple dress was by um an Aritzia, Aritzia brand. Oh, sorry. Because she Again, wore. She's been to, going to so many events. She did wear a hatch dress to a different event. Okay, I think I, maybe that was the SmartWorks event. Was yes. the black um, hatch dress? Yes, she wore Aritzia and Centler, which was yes. the red coat, and I loved it because two Canadian brands. Like shout out to Canada. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Repping Canada. So Centler uh, designed the red coat, which I truly I love a colored coat of any kind. Um, it was very much, but some. The coat seemed, I think, was new, was her first public appearance wearing it. But Centler, she wears all the time. That's who made her um, Christmas coat last year, Mm -hmm. 2017. Um, That, like, um, the camel-colored one. And Kate has worn Centler as well. Yes, because after Kate wore it, I looked it up. I'm like, ooh, this gray coat, because that's what she wore. I'm like, this gray coat would be amazing. Let me look it up. And then I did, and I was like, I can't afford this. Yeah, I think the red one was like $1,300. So a little out of my budget, which is like zero. But Um, I also really liked seeing the robe cut over what is now a very pronounced pregnancy belly. It is like a very flattering coat for someone who has to stretch it over a baby bump. And Caitlin, I don't mean to be strict, but... Gotta stick with our schedule. I'm sorry. We have so much we have to talk about. I could talk about the red and purple outfit forever because I just loved it. But I understand. We're going to start a spinoff podcast called Caitlin Talks About the Red and Purple Outfit. (laughs) Look for it. I was like, I could do 40 minutes on all the purple that they wore this week. Um, But also at that event, you can't rush me too much because that's when she slipped that like, oh, I'm having a baby in late April or early May. She said April. She I, I listened and she said, oh, it's supposed to be late. Yeah, you're right. She was like, it's supposed to be late April, but first babies usually come late or something. She did? Yeah. She, or she was like, you know, they, they come late, don't they? And she was saying this to a woman in the crowd, which if you watch the tape, which I recommend, it seems super casual. Like a woman in the crowd just goes, oh, when are you expecting? And she goes, oh, late April. Like, we know that's not an accident. You know? <laughs> it seemed so casual, but for her to say that is a very big deal. Um, yeah. And now we know late April, but as she is right, and the women in the crowd were like, oh yeah, no, it could be a couple weeks after that. So <sighs> yeah, I hung out with my friend this weekend who just had a baby and obviously neither Caitlin or I have had kids yet. So I asked her a million questions about pregnancy <laughs> and giving yeah. birth and like C-sections and everything you could sure, possibly sure. want to know. Course. And so now I'm an expert if anyone has any questions. <laughs> but yeah, so late April, of course, that means that the baby could come sooner. It could be early April. I still think in my heart that we might wake up one day in March to that news. As long as they're happy and healthy and named Lisa. <laughs> so indeed, that's what we got on that very, very special event. Yes. And also, Harry was extremely cute and my favorite Prince Harry stuff, beyond him with PDA with Megan, I love when he's around kids because he is such a natural. He's so charming and adorable with them, and I love it. So um, on the walkabout in Birkenhead, he gave 
a hug to a four-year-old girl. Um, she probably had red hair. She is named Eliza Morris, and she held a sign saying, Gin- Gingers unite, I love you, Harry. <laughs> and so he approached her. Oh, yes, yes. It, she does have red hair. Indeed. It is, it is confirmed. Yes. That makes sense with the Gingers Unite comment. I mean, it's a great way to grab his attention, as we all now know. Yeah. And so he went up to her and said, I love this. Do you love your hair? That sign is amazing. Oh, no. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> he got too eager. But no, indeed, that is what he said. Yes. Um, so a really cute little... So what an effective walkabout that was. Yeah, seriously. We had Harry talking about his own red hair, and we had Megan, like, slip us a due date. It was very exciting. Yeah. Great day. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. And did you see that her red shoes matched her red coat? Yeah. <laughs> I did. Let me have it. Oh, wait. No, I didn't notice. Uh, what? Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. They were by Stuart Weitzman. Oh, nice. They matched perfectly. I had Stuart Weitzman shoes one time when my really? college roommate's mom was giving away her old shoes <laughs> and she gave me a pair of boots and I used to wear them around college and I'm like, I'm so cool. Were they like over the knee boots? No, they That's were like just like below the knee. Mm. Very, he makes very sexy shoes, as we know. Um, okay, so what next? What will you allow me next? Pizza. Oh, pizza. Oh my God. Let's go to pizza. Uh, not to be outcuted by Harry, like crouching down and hugging redheaded children. Kate Middleton went out the next day and went to an event where she made pizza with little kids and asked them about their favorite toppings. Yes. Also, one of the kids said cucumbers. Is that a... What? The kids said cheese and cucumbers. It seemed... Okay, from the video I watched, <laughs> the reaction of the other children was kind of like, what? I mean, kids say the darndest things. That's true. But I were, I was wondering if that was like a cultural thing that I was unaware of, that they put cucumbers on pizza. And Do you want to know my weird topping? Ooh, please. I only eat this sometimes and usually only when I'm sad. <laughs> what is it started as an accident and mm-hmm. I loved it and now I do it and I know everyone's going to think I'm a freak and I'm sure the next tabloid article about us is <laughs> revealed podcast host is a freak about pizza. Is it like peanut butter or something? No, it's pineapple and black olive together. Oh, okay. I mean, salts, like sweetness. Oh, is that what it is? I've never understood it. Flavor. I've always been like, why? <laughs> I think there are crazier things. I don't know. I thought that I was like this anomaly. I'm like, who am I? I can't understand me. No one gets me. <laughs> I get you. And it is the sweetness and the salt. But it's like more interesting than ham. So I get it. So Kate said that bacon is good on pizza. So like, is she sitting around eating bacon on her pizza right now? Probably not. But like when she eats pizza, it's probably that. Yeah. She said the funniest little thing again on this little clip that I highly recommend. Um when they were discussing toppings, she said, I like to put bacon on pizza because it's like pepperoni, but not as spicy. Oh, that's so cute. It's the most Kate Middleton thing I've ever heard. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, pepperoni, it's too much. I can't handle it. I'll take bacon, which I like. And then an adorable little girl asked, has the queen ever had pizza? And then Kate said, you know, that's such a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe next time I see her, shall I ask? Shall I ask? Isn't that so sweet? That's super duper cute. And it's also exactly that I have done some red carpet interviews in my life where you're like screaming at a celebrity and you just want a one-off quote like that. What do you put on your pizza? And I really respect this kid for asking the insightful questions when he has access to Kate Middleton. Yeah. What does the queen like on her pizza? 
And Kate's like, I don't think she's ever eaten pizza, realistically. But actually, um, People Magazine spoke to Darren McCready, who used to be the personal chef to the monarch. No, wait. Darren McCready spoke to the Telegraph. Oh, excuse but me. But we're getting right. this from a People article. You're right. We're just citing our sources as everyone else should. Yes. Credit to the Telegraph. Um, they called him up and he said she sticks to a strict diet and isn't one to experiment with different flavors. Sadly, the queen is not a foodie. She eats to live, unlike Prince Philip, who loves to eat and would stand and talk food all day. No starch is the rule. No potatoes, rice, or pasta for dinner. Just usually something like grilled sole with vegetables and salad. Oh, dear. You know what? I went to dinner the other night and I ate a lot of vegetables and I was like, how do people live like this? How I would faint. <laughs> also, if I were the Queen of England, the actual Queen of England, and I could have a, sh- a personal chef, let me tell you something. It would not be grilled fish and vegetables. Not every day, at least. I do like salmon. I do like salmon. I mean, I guess if you had someone to make you healthier food, you would eat healthier. But a life without pizza is not one worth living. That's just my humble opinion. Um, revealed. Revealed. A life without pizza is not worth living, <laughs> Caitlin says loves royal pizza. commentator. Caitlin loves pizza. Um, and then- but yes, it was a beautiful <laughs> event. Um, I... Kate Middleton obviously is very good at this kind of thing, but I always think she's at her absolute best when she's at kid-focused events. I know. I feel like she must be such a good mom. She must be such a good mom. It's just a reminder that, like, she knows how to talk to little kids. Remember that event, like, her very first one back from maternity leave when she was with that little girl, and the little girl said, why are they taking photos of you? And she said, they're taking photos of you because you're so special. Oh, my God. My heart's melting. My heart. Oh, my God. It's so sweet. I almost teared up. Okay, Um, so so that was great. Now, more cute stuff. Megan today went to Mayhew, the animal charity she works with. Indeed. And she pet a lot of dogs. Like these these guys are killing me this week. It's like Hello, like, thank you. It's overwhelming the cuteness. So yes, she went to Mayhew. The photos will sustain me for truly years to come. Um, Kensington Palace posted a bunch. Of course, the photos are everywhere, but I like the ones that come from Kensington Palace because on Mm -hmm. some level they feel like Megan approved. I don't know. And so they had a bunch of Kate or of Megan. Why am I doing that so much? this week they had a bunch of megan <laughs> snuggling little doggy faces and then there's a cup a series of her holding a jack russell terrier named minnie yes just oh god i wish my apartment building let dogs live <laughs> it's just was so great to see her with puppers and for this event she wore i have to say i adore this outfit but it's kind of a strange one to wear to a doggy event she wore a like a cream or beige colored Emporio Armani coat over an H&M dress. Yeah. Well, at least the Armani coat was a rewear. Yes. And then the H&M maternity dress, I think it was only like $35 or something super affordable. So Indeed. I very much appreciate that she wore something affordable. And I loved the sort of monochromatic like cream on cream look. I mean, crazy after the red and purple day that we had, mm-hmm. we just had with her, but she just looked so chic. She ha- she looked like my vision of what I thought I would be as an adult magazine editor. Like, looking <laughs> Oh, my God. Our lives have not gone according to plan. I really don't re- appreciate that reaction to my vision. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> as I sit oh, I across, can see you in it. As I see it. Wow. As I sit across from you in jeans. Um, but I just doesn't she just look so chic and pulled together and like perfect hair, perfect, perfect hair, makeup, like wavy. I just love I love the little like sort of cow neck on the dress. This is not how I look in H&M, you know. No. I also want to point out that when we had um, the Kaiser from Slub Bitchy on last week as our guest, she was discussing how she wasn't thrilled with um, and how there have been complaints about Megan spending too much money on her clothes. And now here we have in a week she's like 
done so many events where she's mixing high and low. Yeah. I mean, Aritzia with a $1,300 coat, H&M with an Armani coat, you know, like that kind of thing. Like she's really mixing it up. Um, also to this event, she wore a vegan leather purse by Stella McCartney. <gasps> oh my God, I didn't even think about I the know. vegan leather. <laughs> I know, which I, seems like the appropriate thing to do when you're visiting an animal welfare organization. I wrote about it today and um, just about the pictures of her touching the dogs and petting the dogs Correct. because like what else am I going to write about? But I always link back to like PETA's praise of her because they they yeah. love her for her yeah. work yeah. and for her um, animal advocacy. And then, okay, we also had Kate out today, which is Wednesday. Yes. And she also had a rewear. It was mm-hmm. that purple Oscar de la Renta, which I really liked and which Elizabeth Holmes on Instagram said is like very much classic Kate, and which yes. it is. It's like super classic Kate. Yeah. So I adored the color of this a uh, little skirt suit. It was like a mulberry purple, sort of like a wine purple. Um, I don't love it as its own. I just actually someone in our Facebook group there, you know, there was a uh, chatter amongst listeners in our Facebook group today that the outfit looked a little mumsy, a word I would never think to use, but that because it sounds so Britishy that of course it wouldn't flow into my mouth. But Mumsy is kind of what it is. Well, so with my interest in their outfits, there's like a difference between outfits I want to wear and I yeah. the style that I want to like have in my own life and then outfits that I like looking at and I liked, you know, the idea of it. And so this isn't one that I would wear in my own life. I mean, first of all, I, I could never afford Oscar de la Renta, but like if I had access to it, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be like my choice. But I loved her in it because yeah. it's very much like, oh, queen consort. But totally. then Megan... What she wore to the animal shelter is like what I would it's want to wear in my life. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, again, the idealized version of myself that Lisa thinks is so laughable. Um, I think you're a beautiful, wonderful <laughs> person. And I'm sorry. I just know that you it's have, hard to work in magazines. You have your strengths. Um, no, I, again, they both are very good at their roles is really what these fashion choices come down to. Mm-hmm. You know, like they know exactly what they're doing. Um, Kate looked uh, obviously perfectly appropriate for this event and that's really what it's about she's at the royal opera like it's a a fancier place um and she was meeting with ballet dancers and she visited a costume department also can i just say this like slice of life from the royals of january 16th they are going to the kind of events that i would like that i dream about if i too were a duchess visiting puppies (laughs) and watching ballet and then going to see cirque du soleil while wearing like insanely gorgeous sequins like what a great day to live in kensington palace from these two ladies um it's just like that's my vision not the part where everybody like infiltrates my private life and judges my hair more the part (laughs) where i get to go to the theater um meet ballerinas look at look at ballet costumes i mean the ballet costumes were so cool and so you know kate is getting more involved it's one of her patronages and she just clearly enjoyed this out this kind of event it's just i mean who wouldn't who doesn't want to watch ballet and look at costumes and thus concludes our highlights of the events <laughs> and may i just say that i am drinking this mango rita and it tastes like medicine mm. i'm sorry to mango rita lovers out there <laughs> it's not great i mean you're helping me because i've reached a real rut with my sober january journey i could really use a glass of wine 
or any literally anything. Um, so it's good to be reminded that a lot of alcoholic beverages are gross. Yes, this is gross. Remind me how gross it is and how terrible it makes you feel. Um, yes. So, wow, what a flurry of events. Yeah. And then, of course, we have to talk about what happened at the end of last week, yes. which feels like years ago with all these huge events. Which was James Middleton's Instagram went public and it is the best Instagram ever. It is still public, right? I believe it is. Last I checked, it still was. And he was just getting more and more followers. Caitlin is looking it up on her phone right I actually, now. I, I've tried, but I think the issue is that his name isn't something. Oh, no, there it is. J. Okay, so if you guys aren't following yet, it's still public. His handle is J-M-I-D-Y, J-Midi with one D. How many followers does he have It's right funny. Now? So you told me this, and I jumped, like, last week, and I jumped to go follow him before he took it all down because I assumed he would. And at the time, he had, like, 4,000 followers. Like, yeah. what a cool guy in a city would, but not like the brother of Kate Middleton. Now he has 126,000. Wow. <laughs> in a week. That's so, some real influencer potential. So I never once asked myself, what do you think James Middleton's Instagram would look like? Because I never really thought he had one because in all of my Instagram stalking, I never looked to the siblings that aren't actually royal. But his Instagram is all you could dream of and more. First of all, there's no pictures of the family because, of course, there wouldn't be. You wouldn't yeah. expect that. You wouldn't expect, like, anything revealing. The only kind of revealing thing I saw was on the date of Charlotte's birth. He was drinking pink champagne to celebrate. Cute. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just, like, these gorgeous, beautiful, like, English landscape shots. Yeah. Him in, like, very classic English attire, like, what you would expect a man living in the countryside to wear. Yeah, just, a like, lot of tweed, a lot of vests. And... Most importantly, and you can tell that we love dogs, a million dogs. Oh, my God. I would say more than half of the photos are extremely dog focused. He seems to have something like six black Cocker Spaniels. I have no idea. When I first saw these dogs, I was like, are any of them Lupo? Oh, no, there it is. Literally five, five black Cocker Spaniels. But I wondered if any of them were Lupo, but they all have been named in the post and I haven't seen any names of Lupo. No, definitely not. Um, it, I just love that the Middleton family loves themselves some black Cocker Spaniels because, of course, Lupo, yes, we were saying Lupo, in case you guys don't know, <laughs> Lupo is, of course, uh, Kate and William's dog, which is a black Cocker Spaniel. Um, but yeah, it's so funny and it goes all the way back to 2013. His very first image is one of it's like you know when you go to the very beginning of your own instagram and it's like you were trying too hard and like using all the filters like he's using that filter that has the weird like fakey timestamp. oh yeah you know? i forgot about that filter so it's just like it's such a treasure trove it's still live when it but when it went live when lisa brought my attention to it i thought it was not a mistake but i thought it was i don't know like a I wondered what fake. was going to happen. I thought it was fake, first of all. I was like, is there going to be some sort of an announcement? Is he doing another marshmallow business? Like, what <laughs> is happening? Because why would he suddenly want all this attention? But then on Friday, instead of him, like, launching something big, he instead published an essay on the Daily Mail that was so moving and so powerful and so unexpected. Yeah. So he wrote an essay about his struggle with depression. Yeah. Um, it was really long. It was really personal. Um, 
he talked about, you know, feeling sort of aimless and how difficult it has been for him to go to work because, you know, he runs his own business and he felt like he was letting his employees down and he wanted to shut down his business. Um, He talked about how embarrassed he has felt that he like how he feels almost indulgent that he feels depressed because he's had a very privileged life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the Middleton family has a fair amount of money and he felt like he didn't hadn't really earned the right to be depressed. Um, And it was just like, wow, Like I was really surprised that he did this. And on some level, I was surprised that the royal family sort of like let him do it. Of course, he is a private citizen. He can do whatever he wants. Um, But on some level, this means that the family sort of sanctioned it, like approved it. Well, he explained it in the essay. He said that he felt compelled to speak out because of his sister's charity work. Um, I'm going to quote a little bit of it. He said, I feel compelled to talk about it openly because this is precisely what my brother-in-law, Prince William, my sister, Catherine, and Prince Harry are advocating through their mental health charity heads together. They believe we can only tackle the stigma associated with mental illness if we have the courage to change the national conversation to expel its negative associations. So it wouldn't be honest to suppress my story. I want to speak out and they are my motivation for doing so. Yeah, it was really amazing. I mean, we it's been a couple of years, I feel like, since the they mentioned heads together all the time, um, the three royals. But I feel like the bigger push was maybe a year or two ago, two years ago, at least um, before Megan Frenzy, um, where they talked the both boys talked about their grief, like their struggles with grief over their mother and how Harry felt sort of nervous to seek help until his 20s and he wasn't really ready to work through his grief about his mother until his 20s um so this was a great reminder years later that that those efforts haven't ended and that they're encouraging even more people to speak up including you know their own brother and brother-in-law um i just was really surprised and impressed the essay is really long i encourage everyone to to read it um really personal and painful i mean he talks about the like sort of physical sensation of being depressed and um how he says he never felt suicidal but like he decided to go away for a long time and didn't tell anybody and didn't tell anybody and how he finally is starting to get help and he feels like he's out of the woods now and that you know it took a lot for him to go to therapy he also talked about how his having his five dogs has helped which i understand because dogs always cheer me up and I think you know there are therapy animals and things like that and I think that's really special but I was particularly moved because of course um I've struggled with depression and I've been in and out of therapy since I was (laughs) seven years old which is true seven Seven when my parents got divorced but they put me in therapy (laughs) and I would have to like draw pictures of my family and they'd be like why is your dad over here in the picture you know like that kind of thing I just want to give you a hug (laughs) no um so I've you know it's definitely something I've struggled with and I've been you know I've been on medication and this January has been particularly unpleasant for me. January is the worst. I have a really hard time in January. Other than my birthday. Other than your birthday. Your birthday comes at the end and then everything's like good again. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that it's so important to talk about it. And I love, it's one of the things I love about the Royals that they have done that. Um, and I'm so glad he did this now. Yeah. And like, likewise, I've struggled with anxiety and depression when my therapist was out of town over um, Christmas and New Year holiday, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Not mm-hmm. like panic. Yeah. I just have gotten so used to that outlet. Yes. And it's very 
weird to go from like having that as a regular thing to suddenly like three weeks where she's gone. And so when I saw her last week, I was like, I'm so happy you're back. <laughs> here's my here's like, another outline of all the things we need to discuss. I actually had a bulleted list. I'm like, here are the four things we need to discuss. And I like said here's it. And then after I like talked in depth about them. Yeah, I think that's really great. Um, so if anybody listening is going through a hard time, like I really you know, asking for help is the hardest part, especially because part of the nature of depression is feeling like you can't, you don't have the energy to ask for help. And feeling like it'll never end. And it's yeah. just like your life now. But it's, yeah. it's not. Yeah. I think asking for help from everybody in your life, um, I'm obviously a medical professional, but also your family. Today, I called in depressed to work. It's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> I have a day job right now and it's, I've been having a really hard time. And I just told my boss, I'm not feeling great. And I need to work from home. And she was like, is it everything going okay and I was like I just don't feel great it is like an illness you know it's yeah. like having a cold I was like I'm having a tough week I need to work from home today she was like great and my roommate brought me coffee and made me scrambled eggs and I felt really loved and taken care of and I feel so grateful for everybody in my life for taking care of me in that kind of way well we all love you and I'm sorry I laughed at you earlier <laughs> <laughs> I laugh She's... out of love <laughs> Something you should know about Lisa is we're going to leave this podcast studio and then she's going to text me later tonight and be like, I hope I really didn't offend you. And I laughed at your dreams of being a fashionable person. <laughs> I respect and appreciate that. Um, you well, are one of the people taking care of me. Aww. But thank you to James Middleton for writing this. Yes. It just goes to show also to me that this generation of royals is doing things so differently. Um, generations ago, you certainly weren't hearing royals talk about their inner struggles and what they were going through. They probably should have yes. because so many royals have had whew, a lot of personal issues that could have been helped by a therapist or literally just some vulnerability and honesty, um, the kind that James is expressing here. So great on him. Um, thanks to Kate and William and everybody for their work with Heads Harry. Together. And Harry. I meant more like I just think I imagine the conversation that must have happened that allowed James to publish something like this. Of course. And I'm really just fascinated um, by that and happy that they're doing it. Yeah. Um, so a nice little moment to end on. And before we adjourn the Royal Pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. Oh my gosh. I'm just going to start with myself because I can't think of a low. I'm sure there's a low and I could like pull something out, but there's mm -hmm. just been so many great things this week that I can't really think of a low. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Um, my low is that you wouldn't let me talk about the red coat and red shoes for the full uh, podcast runtime. <laughs> well, I turned off the timer because we went over the time allotted the, for it anyway. So. No, that's my low. Okay, so maybe my low is that this baby's coming in late April. Um, and not now. And not next week. Just like she looks really good, and I thought maybe we would get a baby sooner, but I don't know. Who knows? Needs more time. My high, other than all the dogs, mm -hmm. I really just loved her sequin dress yes. that she wore tonight to Cirque du Soleil. I <sighs> loved it. I thought she looked so glam, and it's just so fun. Like whenever she goes like full Hollywood or Kate goes like full princess, whatever they do, they always like when they go all out. I'm just like here for it. Full princess. Full That's princess. really. I do love that. She also wore like a little pink lip with the sequin dress. Yes, I was in. I was, I like, was very in into it. it. I love the, it. the dress kind of looked navy in some and black in others, but either way, like a very pink lip looks perfect. Um, my high, it's so hard to say aside from the puppies. Like when in my life am I like, I aside from the puppies. Other than puppies. Other than puppies. Um, I think all the purple. All I just purple. love that this week was 
puppies, purple, and sequins. And, sequins. and pizza. That's and what it pizza. was. Purple pizza and puppies. I love it. What a great week. Thank you guys for going outside. Yes. And so you guys can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Here is a real review from Venice in CA. Um, I actually really like this one because this is kind of how I view the pod as like my outlet. They write, charming and sweet. Um, when I'm overwhelmed with political news and need a break from true crime pro- podcasts, I turn on Royally Obsessed for some frothy, delightful royal updates. I love the host's rapport and their upbeat take on all things Windsor. This is the podcast equivalent of a glass of crisp rosé. This reminds me that last week we were compared to a mimosa. Not last week, but it was two weeks ago. It was our really smart friend from Cambridge. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Such a good memory. Um, I just like being compared to alcohol. I need to stop thinking about alcohol. I have two more weeks. <laughs> having a Jeez. hard time. Um, so you guys can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You can follow me, Lisa, at Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram. Sometimes my Instagram is private, but you can request. It's fine. <laughs> um, and then you can read my writing at The Cut in Caitlin. You can follow me at Hey. K Mens, H E Y K M E N Z, on Twitter and Instagram, and read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. And until next week, God save the pod. Do we need hugs? I'm just dreaming of hugs. <laughs> Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a Gallery Podcast production.